everybody. Happy New Year. It's coming up here. We hope you all had a great Christmas. And uh, we are here to have our annual tradition of talking New Year's movies and talking about the, it used to be Winterfest preview, but now it's just like happy Loveuary, which I have very mixed feelings about. Anyway, <laughs> I'm excited. And I'm Fogar to Rachel Wagner, and Greg McBride is here. Woo! Yay! It's our tradition. We're like the sunny and share of New Year's Eve, Rachel. Uh, pretty much. And I, I'm not even joking that I look forward to it all year long. I like, I can't wait. And, and we shouldn't even wait that long, but it's just very busy. So I look forward to our New Year's episode very, very much. <laughs> uh, I do too. I love it. I know maybe we should start a New Year's in July sort of thing. Yeah. I don't know. It's always, just good. so you guys know, like Rachel puts so much into this. Like not only do we talk, you know, we talk a little bit about the Christmas movies, but then we talk about what's coming up, but then we also choose a New Year's movie. And I always love Rachel's picks because it's always great stuff that then I watch again. And hopefully when we talk about it today, you're going to want to watch it again too. Yeah. So uh, I just am so glad to be here, Rachel. Thank you. Yeah, we did the the Hallmark Nears movie first, uh, the first time that we did one of these. And I can't remember what it was because called, it but did. with the van, with all of the van driving. The van. <laughs> it was a Vanguard New Year or something. You know it was what? like a Bless New Year's hearts, kiss or something like that. I can't remember. And then do you remember one year? This was, I think, in 1947. There was one year that they canceled their Hallmark, their New Year's movie at the last minute, remember? So yeah. they're always trying to mess with us, that Hallmark <laughs> channel. But we yeah. love them. We love them. Yes. And we did While You Were Sleeping, which is a perfect film. Yep. Perfect. We agree. We agree. Perfect. And we did When Harry Met Sally, which is delightful. Absolutely. So we'll, we're, we're excited about what we have to talk about this year uh, right. for New Year's. But no telling, I'm not giving any hints, but we're all in this together. <laughs> okay. how, how do you feel about Love You, Ari? I don't like no. it. Yeah. What? I mean, I feel that it will be different next year. That's what yeah, I feel. I, I think I agree. <laughs> and I, it doesn't, I mean, they had New Year's new movies last year and you know before it was winter fast and i don't really understand like i get it that they want to make movies that aren't for january that aren't just in the snow but like winter literally happens everywhere it everywhere always There's have different snow. versions of it <laughs> i liked winter fest i didn't hate new year new movies i feel like love you wary i mean i get that hallmark wants us to be all about the special holidays right and obviously we love those things that's part yeah. of why we love all their movies but, um, you know, I think one of the nice things about Hallmark is tradition and you turn on Hallmark because you kind of know what you're going to get. And in today's world, that's a really nice thing. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that they keep, you know, I love that they, they want to evolve, but, you know, choose one and let's yeah. see how it goes. Although I got to tell you, I'm still recovering from Freeform and ABC Family, but that's another podcast, <laughs> you know. Right. Sometimes if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's yeah. what I say. Exactly. And I like Winterfest. And just because you are changing, making a lot of changes to Hallmark with the diversity and the content, and, and that's all great, doesn't mean you have to change everything. Like there was some stuff that was working and that was fun and that we liked. And, and it's why we hung around and put up with the, you know, the problematic elements is because we liked all this other stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, speaking of diversity, I mean, the whole thing is just showing us different characters, right? Like the diversity yeah. aspect is great because, you know, listen, like when you go see a, a romantic comedy, we sort of know what we're going to get. 
when we turn on a Hallmark movie. And um, so to take different types of characters and put them into situations um, like that, I think is fantastic and, and makes it all so much more interesting and open and all that wonderful stuff. But you don't necessarily have to change the framework around right. it. Yeah. Um, and I think that probably gets a little confusing too nowadays where you can go to other channels or other streamers that are imitating Hallmark. Yeah. Um, and so I think for them to just sort of focus in on what their brand is. So I say bring Winterfest back because yeah. as you say, even if you live in Florida, it's winter, it's right. winter. It still is. <laughs> yeah. Very true. I agree. Uh, yeah. And, and, and it has been a very diverse Christmas season, which has been wonderful to see. I mean, my favorite movie of the whole season was Single All the Way on Netflix. And that had, you know, like your fake fiance and some of your other sort of plots, but it was so joyful and it was so wonderful and it was so funny. Like it, it's, it's rare that you have a romantic comedy that actually has the comedy and yeah. that is actually funny. Well, and, you know, it's funny. I have a long history of writing uh films or being brought in for polishes that are mm -hmm. films with primarily a black cast and which you know has been my honor to do I work with Regina King a lot Blair Underwood but uh, at the end of the day it's all about character right. right and you're taking these stories and you're putting characters into them and so a story should work no matter who is populating it right whether it's a diverse couple or yeah. a mixed couple or a same-sex couple or, you know, a boy yeah. and a girl, um, you know, whatever it is, it, it, the story needs to work. And I think we're starting to see them pay attention to the story. I mean, I think even Hallmark, some of their early diverse projects, they were just hiring actors and right. not necessarily one thinking if the story was organic, you know, and it's all yeah. a process. I applaud them for what they're doing. Um, but I think now we're starting to see the payoff, right? Where the, mm -hmm. the secondary thing is that, uh, you know, maybe it's a couple we're not used to seeing in Christmas movies, um, like the movie you're talking about, mm -hmm. uh, but, but that it's got all the fun hijinks, you know, everything you just listed is all the stuff we love about uh, while you were sleeping, right? right. And if you can exactly. tell those stories in new ways, inventive ways, or ways mm -hmm. that just make us feel good, right? That, that's what Hallmark is all about, is just making yeah. us feel good. And uh, so, yeah, there yeah. were lots of good examples this year. I, I you know, I thought in, in all the streamers, you know, I really, I really liked uh, the Nine Kittens of Christmas on Hallmark. Mm -hmm. Of course, I do a lot of Animal Rescue. Uh, oh, so yeah. that was, that was very sweet. Mm -hmm. um, I liked Reba McIntyre's Christmas in Yeah, that was a pretty good one. It yeah. was on Lifetime. Yeah. And then on HBO Max, um, I really enjoyed 8-Bit Christmas. So cute, right? That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think and it's so very underrated. It's, it's great that, yeah, a lot of people haven't even heard of it. So mm -hmm. if you have not heard of it and you have HBO Max, I encourage you to check it out, especially like if you're a fan of a Christmas story. Yes. Um, for sure, mm -hmm. uh, check that out. But, um, you know, lots of delightful stuff on Hallmark. And it's great because the the being able to find these movies on other platforms has not diminished Hallmark at all, right? Hallmark is still the gold standard. Um, so it's just, it's yeah. a bit harder for you though, I bet, Rachel, <laughs> having well, to cover all the stuff. Yeah. I, I was, I was worried that Hallmark gradients would not be great. And I don't know if they'll ever get back to kind of where they were at the peak, like 2015, 16, but that's just 2016 was the peak. It's true. Yeah. That was just a stream. <laughs> 
factor of you know streaming versus people just don't have as much cable anymore but uh, but their ratings were really good they pretty much won every single uh every single weekend release uh and they weren't none of their competition even came close uh lifetime the ratings were pretty bad all across the board even ones that i thought like the high school musical so we'll talk about that the reunion movie um that they did the the dance reunion um that didn't do that well i mean just the new competitor gac they didn't have a single movie in the top 150 including when help calls christmas special which i thought bringing back glory and bringing back um daniel Lissing, i thought that was gonna do well in the ratings no didn't do well so it's it's very interesting they they had a very good christmas season they should be very proud and we're going to have a lot of fun in january because we're going to be doing our every wednesday we're going to be doing our best of uh series where we have a best of hallmark christmas best of hallmark non-christmas best non-hallmark christmas uh, so look forward to that that's basically going to be our january for the regular wednesday episodes of the podcast but Meanwhile, we are going to preview the January movies, the Loveuary movies, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> um, and like we do every year, and we are going to give it uh, one to five snowflakes of your excitement level. That's right, because we don't change our rating system just because it's Love You. It's always Winterfest <laughs> yeah. in our hearts. I don't know what the uh, iconography for Loveuary is anyway. <laughs> like, I guess hearts or something, but we like snowflakes for gosh sakes. Yeah, this is the New right. Year's show, yeah. everyone. <laughs> We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode, and that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. All right, so let's get started. And let us know in the comments section and on Twitter. Let us know what you would give it as far as your anticipation. For sure. We definitely want your snowflakes. We want your snowflakes just even from the description we're talking yes. about. But then <laughs> after you've watched the movie, let us know if you agree with Rachel and I, but mostly if you agree with me. So I get okay. invited back next year. <laughs> To the, to the, you know, my 45th New Year's show, <laughs> it will be next year. All right. So we have the perfect pairing. Yes. And this is on New Year's Day. And it's uh, Nazneen Contractor and Brendan Elliott. We've had both of them on our show. We love them. They're great. And it's influential and anonymous food and wine critic. Christina finds herself at a winery she panned in the past. She hopes to leave before anyone finds out who she is but she instead slips on ice and hits her head. The Hollingbrook family led by single father, Michael graciously takes Christina in while she recovers and tries to jog her memory. In the process, Christina helps the Hollingbrooks prepare for their annual wine tapping party, which includes the includes Michael's risky passion project, ice wine. 
So I don't know if you're aware, but this is the second ice wine movie that we've had in the last two months. We had one on Lifetime and now we've had, now there's this ice wine movie. Well, it used to be ice mazes and now it is ice wine Yeah, that's what it is. And, and I think that Hallmark actually is like coming out with a brand of ice wine to coincide with the release of this oh, movie. Okay. So, and I, I now know all this stuff about ice wine, which I never thought that I would know. But evidently it's when the, uh, the grapes are frozen and then mashed when frozen. And when they do that, I guess it makes them extra sweet, but uh, okay. <laughs> it's more than I ever wanted to know about ice wine. Uh, the lifetime movie was terrible. I did not like it at all. It was just business talk, the movie, which is not for me. And, uh, and, uh, they just, I didn't think they had any chemistry. It was not good, but this sounds bonkers. And Julie Sherman Wolf, uh, did a rewrite on this and she's one of my favorite writers. And so that makes me interested. I don't know. What's your first thought? You hear about this amnesia and ice wine. And- I mean, this to me is a blender movie, right? <laughs> take a little of this, take a little of that slips on the ice, a heavenly Christmas, take a little of that, all this, <laughs> put it in the blender and shake it up. That being said, I cannot wait to see it because these, it's like if I put ice cream and more ice cream and more ice cream in my blender, it's all stuff I like. Um, and so I'm kind of excited. I, like you, I think I think the writer, we know she delivers. Uh, I think the cast is going to be great. Um, and so I'm excited to see it. And also too, I love that they're having a, a premiere on New Year's Day. You know, that's yeah, be always fun. kind of um, can be a little sad because it really is feels like the end of the, the holiday season. And so to have that to look forward to, to watch, I'm in, I'm in, I, I'll jump, jump in. I give it four snowflakes out of five. Yeah, I actually, I agree. I, I think that they'll have pretty good chemistry. I, I Brennan and Nazneen, I, I don't know. I feel like that's an unusual combo, but it, it seems like it will work good. And she's so gorgeous. And Just a little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I like a, you know, good amnesia story when it's done right. It can be really fun. I like the, um, uh, the, uh, Christmas, Christmas to remember with Mira Servino and and um, Cameron Matheson, that one's one of my favorites. Um, hopefully they don't give her a like family and fiance or boyfriend, whatever to like that she's forgotten about. Cause that's just awkward. I don't Yeah. Do well, I don't, I'm not sure we should hold our breaths on that hope, but uh, no, like- I agree. It has, the, the amnesia has to happen carefully, especially now, yeah. right? Because we've seen it so many times. I mean, there was even an element of that in while you were sleeping. So Um, it's not that we mind seeing some of these plots recycled. And I say that very reverently, um, because in romantic comedy, you know, we've seen it all before. It's how, how we're going to see it again. But I, I do think there's enough elements here where if handled, um, well, it could be really fun, you know, and it's, it's, it's normally like reading this description, I could think, oh gosh, you know, we've seen that a thousand times again, sort of a blender movie, but I don't know. I, I get it. I get a feeling, which is why I give it four snowflakes. Yeah, I also give it four snowflakes. I think it'll be fun and hopefully they're starting their year off with a, with the winter, with a, with a banger. So let's hope. All right. So we've got, yeah, we don't want another van movie. <laughs> Yes, that's right. On the eighth, we have uh, Wedding Veil, and this is the first in a trilogy 
of movies that they're doing. Yeah. And it's got Lisa Chabert, uh, Autumn Reeser, Allison Sweeney as our three uh, leads, and then Kevin McGarry as the romantic lead. And the first installment of an enchanting new trilogy starring three of Hallmark's most beloved leading ladies as longtime college friends who discover a mysterious antique veil fabled to unite its bearer with her true love. After discovering a long-lost painting, museum curator Avery and successful new board member Peter investigate the artwork's origins as they plan a charity fundraiser to unveil its restoration. So what do you think of this whole idea of doing this trilogy? Well, I love the idea of a trilogy, and I think it's great that Hallmark is going down this path. Um, I, you know, For them, it's risky doing something like this. I think it's fun. I my and it may just be this write-up uh but it it feels like it could be a little convoluted to me um and i wish i wish that it was a little it felt a little cleaner um now that being said you know we can always count on lacy um and this one is i think her her story hers yeah Yeah. of the three i think so too i'm just guessing but i think so um so, you know, yeah, I, I have a little hesitation, but, but I like the idea of the trilogy. I really do. I think, you know, just three stories that play off of and or build on each other, I think is, is really fun. Um, but it, it sounds a little convoluted to me. Yeah, I can see that. And I was honestly like a teeny bit disappointed with the sister swap movies. They weren't, I still recommended them. They're not terrible, but I had, I don't know. I felt like they leaned too much into the sister swap gimmick and didn't have like an actual, if you took away the sister swap part of it, the story of the movies were completely average and and basic in my opinion. Um, So that was a little disappointing. So that makes me a little bit um, for these ones, but I, I hope that, uh, you know, hope that that won't be the case and they'll be good and i think i feel like lacey chabert and kevin mcgarry will have pretty good chemistry i'm hopeful um and uh it kind of has a little bit of sort of sister to the traveling pants kind of vibes a little bit maybe to me of uh you know i'm sure not by accident (laughs) that it's this uh veil as opposed to pants uh, and, uh, so, you know, that will be interesting to see, I guess, at least in this case, Lacey isn't inheriting anything, which has been like the last whole bunch of movies for her have been like, uh, literally the last, uh, movie, uh, for one of her, her movies in May, Sweet Carolina, she literally inherited children. So now we're getting to the point she's in her property homes. Uh, so <laughs> in this case, she's just a long lost uh, she discovers a long lost painting as a, so, uh, yeah, hopefully it'll be fun. I mean, I, I really do love Lacey and Autumn and Allison. I think they're great. It would have been a nice spot to include a person of color in that three. I think that's a little of a missed opportunity, even though I love all three of them, but, uh, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, but I'm going to give it a three. And I will give it three snowflakes as well. Yeah, very good. All right. Then we have Love is Trending on the 15th. Huh. And it stars Jen Lilly, Christopher Russell, who've done a couple movies together. And it's 
Mackenzie Sullivan is a New York-based marketing executive struggling to keep her clients. When she returns home to a rural maple farm to help her best friend plan her wedding in just two weeks, Mackenzie learns the hard way that the love and support of family and true friends means more than she'd imagined. So what's your thoughts on this? Well, uh, being a teeny bit of an insider behind the scenes, I know that Hallmark has had a goal to break out of what some of us might call their stereotypical mold. And this does not seem like they've done that at all. Um, It's, you know, this to me, love is trending, feels like love is cookie cutter. Mm. Um, So that's, you know, great cast generally is wonderful. Um, So, you know, listen, it's hard to judge something we haven't seen yet. And obviously being such fans of Hallmark Channel, you know, even when we are wary of something, we want them to prove us wrong, right? Um, But it just, listen, I feel like it could be good, but it sounds a little cookie cutter to me. Yeah, I mean- And I don't love the title either. No, the title is cringy. Uh, And yeah, I don't know. I'm normally not a big wedding movie fan, Hallmark wedding movie fan. They're usually just end up annoying me. Uh, but, and I mean, I, I do, I love Jen Lilly as a human. I think she's incredible, but she's been a little bit hit and miss lately as far as her Hallmark movies. Uh, she made one called Love Unleashed with Christopher Russell and the same director, Christopher Wolf, who I like all these people, but that movie was work. <laughs> it was work to watch. It was not good. I don't know. This one doesn't sound great to me, uh, but I'm, I'm still hopeful because of all the people involved that I hope it will be good. Maybe it will surprise me. She did another wedding movie called Yes, I Do, which I hated. Um, so, No, Rachel um, doesn't is the <laughs> subtitle of that movie. Yes, that's right. Um, so I would give it a two. All right. And I'm going to, can we give a half? I'm going to give yeah, it yeah, two and yeah, a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two half. Okay. Two good. and a half. The other half melted. Okay. Good. All right. So then we have Butler's in Love. And every time I say that title, I just start to giggle <laughs> because I think it's so ridiculous. Oh, in it's people. I could hear it in the meeting now. People love Downton Abbey. Okay. <laughs> what? Um, it's like, I think this is one of the ones that, um, was it Jimmy Kimmel? That one of the ones he yeah. tried to sell. <laughs> so um, this is written by Anna White, who is great. She's phenomenal. Uh, but, uh, but I don't know. This just sounds so funny to me. Ridiculous. Uh, Stacey Farber, Corey Cott, Maxwell Caulfield in a prestigious Butler Academy. (laughs) Is that a thing? I'm not sure. I guess it is. Well, a prestigious one. Sure. (laughs) It's, it's not in a rundown Butler Academy. No, it's in a prestigious one, Rachel. Come on. I mean, I guess Butlers have to get trained somewhere. And is Emma passionate? This is what I wonder. (laughs) In a prestigious Butler Academy, passionate Emma and rebellious Henry trained Uh to become royal butlers where the competition is fierce and sparks fly. So this is probably one of those where they don't get together in the end. They're probably. I mean, you know, (laughs) if one is passionate and one is rebellious, come on, we can never make that work. They go on their way to their lives as butlers. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'll be honest, I, I, I didn't know that there were female butlers. I didn't, I I don't, I've never seen a female butler in media. 
get woke, Rachel. Come on. <laughs> yeah, Anyone could bring us socks. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I've no doubt that women are as capable. I've just literally never seen a female butler in any. Well, that might be television. part of the plot. You know, everyone's head might turn when she walks into <laughs> class. By golly. <laughs> Uh, yeah so it's like uh, mr belvedere in love or you know uh, or uh, or you know shades of downton abbey yeah <laughs> you know i'm a as as don't at me on twitter although you could greg mcbride um matt being an eternal fan of greece too like you know i want to see maxwell caulfield yeah um yeah that'll be fun i don't know either of these other two leads i'm sure you know maxwell's playing a professor um but yeah butlers in love i mean again it sounds sort of spoofy but (laughs) will i be watching it live oh yes i will absolutely texting you at the same time (laughs) i'll be disappointed if you don't i'm giving this five snowflakes i wow i think it sounds hilarious and okay and anna white has brought in humor into her movies in the past uh she did one um Christmas made to order, I think it was called, um, with Jonathan Bennett and Alexa Penavega. That was pretty funny. Um, she's done, she's done some good work in the past. And so I'm hopeful when she was in our, she was our, at our watch along, uh, that if you don't know about the watch alongs, cheap plug patron watch alongs that we have once a month where we watch the films and we did it with Greg McBride. Uh, yes, that's true. Years ago. The watch-alongs are so much fun, by the way. So I think fun. they're almost more fun for the the guest, whoever mm-hmm. it like. It's it it is just a love fest, and it's so funny. And like every, it's like a slumber party. Yeah, the watch-along. They're really fun. That that is reason alone to be. And plus, you guys are getting really good people. Like I'm like, wow, I can't <laughs> believe I'm part of that list. Yeah, but, we uh, even got I'm, Lazy Chabert. I know. Yeah. No, I know. You guys aren't phoning <laughs> it in with Greg McBride anymore. Um, you're like, we have real people now. <laughs> and um, any patron level can participate in the watch along. So, and it really is fun, by the way. Like yeah. everyone, like it could not be a kinder community. It is so lovely and in this world we need so much more of that so um, i love our patrons so much uh, yeah. but anyway yeah uh i just i don't know i'm just All hopeful right. i feel like this will either be like delightfully terrible or like delightfully awesome right which either way is super watchable <laughs> i was gonna give it three stars but i feel like you bumped me up to a four yeah all right good yes but, right. In but boy are you gonna pay if it's another van movie oh no please don't let me down, Anna. Okay, <laughs> then we have Romancing the Birthday Girl. And this is on the 29th. It's Amelia Ullerup and Clayton James. And it's on her birthday. Taylor opens a time capsule left by her deceased mother, which contains six envelopes. And each one is a challenge to complete. Challenges that her mother, aware of Taylor's many anxieties that hold her back, knew would expand her horizons and give her the push she needs in life to help open her mind and heart to the possibility of love. What do you Just think? Just the possibility of love. It's not guaranteed, <laughs> folks. Yeah. Romancing the birthday girl. I mean, that sounds like a um, like dime romance novel title, don't you think? Well, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, romancing the birthday girl. It's not romancing the stone. No. Um, but, you know, there's there's that element to it, right? But again, you know, speaking of romancing the stone, you, you have something that when it works, it really works. Yeah. Right? That's true. And so you have 
you know, the fun of watching uh, our lead kind of be challenged a bit. I'm sure there is love. I'm sure it's not just a possibility, but I, I'm hopeful that there's also uh, a, a element where she feels closer to her mother and gets to know her mother. So I feel like something that seems fluffy like this, like kind of cotton candy and delicious cotton candy, but maybe could carry a little more weight. Yeah. Well, yeah. So um, it sounds like it could be really sweet too, mm-hmm. which is the whole element. Sweet's a great word a, and not yeah. a bad one. Like sweet, sweet is great. Yeah. Right. As long as it's authentic. It almost sounds like it has a little bit of sort of science seal delivered vibes with the letters and yep. you know, kind of boosting your confidence and everything. And Amelia Europe is, is probably one of just, as far as like pure acting, like she's probably one of the better of the leading ladies. She's a, she's a solid actress. Um, and Clayton James, I don't think he's gotten a lead in a Hallmark movie or he, he's usually a supporting guy if he, if not. And so that's going to be fun to see. He's extremely handsome very good looking <laughs> it's like looking in a mirror yeah. when i see him why are you laughing rachel that's right <laughs> i mean it's true what you say um yeah so i'm gonna give this one three i hope it'll be good it could be a little boring is my worry yeah if done well it's gonna be a five if not done well it'll be a two so i'm gonna give it a four though i'm a little mm-hmm. hopeful i'm a yeah. little hopeful I, it, it, I probably will be very kind to it because it's it airs on the weekend of Sundance Film Festival, which means I will have seen like all of these super like Sundancey, artsy, whatever films. And then I go to the Hallmark movie and I'm like, yes, come right. To me. It's like coming home again. <laughs> That's happened this last with Tiff. Uh, I just I'd watched like four of these really pretentious movies. Some of them very good, but pretentious nonetheless. Uh, Tiff, and then I watched uh, the. Um, Oh, the Tyler Hines, I can't think of the name all of a sudden, the Tyler Hines fall movie. And it wasn't a great movie, but I was just like, it felt so good after watching all these other movies that day. I love that. Yeah. Well, it's comfort food, right? Yeah, it's, that's right. you know, yeah. All right. Last one. This one is on Movies and Mysteries and it's uh, North to Home. It's on the 9th and it starts Lindsay Fonesca, Kimberly Susted, Eric Durance, and Barbara Niven. And it's Suzanne McBride is excited to- Oh, spend- I love that name. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> Suzanne McBride is excited to spend her birthdays with her family. It will be the first time that her three adopted daughters will be together in years. This seems like a great time for a family reunion, but the sisters are each- wrestling with unique challenges that threaten to derail this special occasion will their bond be strong enough to survive this time together and it's interesting because we just had a very similar sounding movie at uh during this christmas about three adopted daughters that are reuniting for the first time in many years called every time a bell rings and that one was excellent i really enjoyed it um but this cast i mean Kimberly Susted, Eric Durance, Robert Niven. He's a great cast. So yeah. 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 Uh, this of all, uh, I'm going to, I'll just jump to it. I kind of give this five stars and it's, it, they're very hopeful stars, Yeah, but it, it really sounds like there's some real uh, meat to the plot here. And that's nice to see, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm sure that's why it's on movies and mysteries you know? Yeah. It yeah. might be a little heavier in places. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to give it a four, but I'm, I'm hopeful that it'll be a good one, a good dramatic one. So there we go. 
that we did. There it, it is. We previewed. Love you, Love you, Ari. <laughs> I will never be the same. Have you got a Hallmarky, Hardy, Postable, or Sleuther in your life? Are you looking for the perfect gift for your loved one? Look no further than the Hallmarkies Podcast merch store. We have designs from artists like Jessica Miller and Carrie at Hallmark Comics. We At the store, you can declare your team, like hashtag Team Lucas or hashtag Team Nathan. And you can also have your hashtag shirts with hashtag postables, hashtag hardies, hashtag goodies. We've got the Love Me Like series where you can get designs such as Love Me Like Nick Loves Aurora. And there's also great stories beyond Hallmark like Anne and Gilbert from Anna Green Gables or even Han and Leia from Star Wars. And it's not just shirts, but notebooks, mugs, pillows, and cell phone cases. Your support of the merch store helps keep the podcast going, and we are so appreciative. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or follow the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. Now we're going to talk about our New Year's movie. We always choose a New Year's movie, and we should tell you the criteria um, it has to have New Year's in it because that wasn't obvious, but Strict it's interesting because like Her- when Harry Met Sally, you sort of think of it as an autumn movie, but uh-huh. when Harry Met Sally is like the perfect calendar movie, right? Like whatever holiday you love, it, they're going to hit on it. But it really, that New Year's moment is magical. While You Were Sleeping is like the perfect movie to watch in between Christmas and New Year's because that's yeah. when it's set. Um, well, it's interesting because when Harry Met Sally, it ends on New Year's, whereas in the case of the movie we're talking about, High School Musical, it begins on New Year's. So oh, you revealed it. What a wildcat you are. Yes, we're all in this together. Yeah, is, is this something that, uh, I mean, I assume you've seen it before. This. Oh, yeah. Time. Yeah. I went yeah. to the live stage show, too. Nice. I have all the soundtracks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not you were a fan. This. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, I am yeah. a fan, actually. Um, you know, I think you, it's funny to describe it as a classic, um, but that's what it has become, you know? And it's really interesting. Uh, I remember when High School Musical first came out, uh, I had a vision board at the time and I put a picture of the cast on it because they just became instant stars, you know? And it was at a little bit of a simpler time in our history. Uh, Something could catch fire a little more easily, Um, but it really did just catch fire. And, you know, it's funny, it's easy to make high school musical jokes, but it's like when you're flipping past, if it's on and you start to watch it, like it just always kind of grabs you, you know? And that's because it's got a lot of classic elements to it. And, you know, you started singing one of the songs. I mean, the music is really good. You know, it's it's not, you know, there have been other places that I won't mention like Nickelodeon who have tried to do musicals and the songs weren't great. And in right. a musical, the songs need to be good. The dancing needs to be good. Um, they hired a great director. And the fact is they had a really wonderful cast. You know, most of them have gone on to, uh, you know, separate of this to, to create their own legacies. And that's because they are really talented. Yeah. I completely agree. I mean, the DCOM, the Disney Channel original movie, as we kind of know it, started in 1999. And that was when I was starting college. So I kind of 
missed that whole movement, right? And it wasn't until I heard about High School Musical uh, because my sister, I have a sister that's 18 years younger than me, uh, that she really enjoyed it and she was really into it. And uh, and so then I checked it out. I was like, this is so fun. This is charming. The songs are so catchy, I think. And yeah, great choreography. Kenny Ortega just crushed it in that that area. And yeah, and then the casting, uh, they were all really charismatic, really wonderful. And I would say that's generally true about Disney Channel in general. They have been very good about or they were very good about their casting. Uh, you know, I mean, everybody from Miley Cyrus to, to Demi Lovato to, uh, to Zendaya. I mean, they've had so many people that they have discovered and nurtured and kind of got them started on their career. And in, in, yeah. there's so many in this. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's a really classic story and they never um, were irreverent with it. You know, I mean, it's, it's stories we've seen before, even in, you know, like Greece or other things, you know, this oil and vinegar relationship and are they going to get together? And, um, you know, how do you portray that? And it just, you know, the musical numbers were fun. They felt organic to the story there. You know, Gabriella was a great role model for girls, you know, she was strong and independent. And so, you know, it, it had the elements that were updated and then, you know, you had some really fun comedy elements as well, like Sharpay and just, you know, um, that thing. And then again, Kenny Ortega, talk about a secret weapon. I mean, he's been around forever and he has always been a real innovator of choreography and, you know, probably wasn't even as big as he should have been at the time. This, this certainly catapulted him and rightly so. I mean, it's just one of those things where it hits, it hits across the board. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was the director of Newsies. I love that. Uh, So yeah, it starts out, the movie starts out with the New Year's karaoke party and they got a lot of teens at this resort. I mean, yes, that's true. (laughs) Teen unsupervised teen night. Is, is, yeah. is a jamming it's a place to be and uh and then uh they end up singing something new they duet it, it i've never done like karaoke duets but i guess that's a thing and uh and uh, i like how lived, they rachel until you've done summer <laughs> nights with me so that is on it, our bucket list that is definitely when i come out to see you we will do that um so they exchange numbers and he says singing with you was the most fun i had on this entire vacation and it turns out just like in greece they are actually attending the same high school and they pretend that it's albuquerque but that's false it's all filmed it's all lake which is very fun <laughs> We if you that. came out to visit me, I would take you on a high school musical tour. We could go okay, to, well, we we're changing just... that if to when. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I can show you the the East High. I mean, that's most of the tour. The East High is there, is real. <laughs> that's like the Grease tour too in LA. It's the high school. Yeah, it's not that exciting. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I would say the only kind of weird casting, I think, is probably Monique Coleman as Taylor, she, she just looks so much older than everybody else. I think she mm-hmm. was like six years older than everybody else, but that's, that's kind of almost a trope in these movies, high school movies. Yeah. I mean, you know, look at the original cast of 90210, right? That, right. that happened there too. So, 
you know, that's, that's going to happen. But again, just the, um, the energy that was in the movie, you know, it's just, it's, it's very exciting and, and you want them to get together and, you know, the end number, you just really feel it. You know, I remember being so excited for the sequel and just, you know, it was, it, it really started a great, um, legacy and now is part of the vernacular you know it's Mm -hmm. even people that haven't seen it know what it is and what a testament but it is a really fun new year's movie to watch yeah yeah and so gabriella she doesn't want to be the whiz kid that she was in her previous school Uh, but she's super smart and uh, she is able to correct the teacher on the first day and uh, and uh then we have uh, Miss Darbus, the drama teacher, who hates cell phones. How do you feel about that? Do you, do you commiserate with Miss Darbus? Uh, I don't know, but I love the character of Miss Darbus. Yeah. Like that's one of the reasons I love the movie for sure. Yeah, she's funny. She's a lot of fun. And uh, and then so we have Sharpay and Ryan, and I I I I'm not in one of those camps that thinks that Sharpay is actually like the secret hero of the movie. I'm not there, especially with the way she tries to manipulate Troy in the second movie. I I just think that crosses a line. Uh but uh but it's definitely a very fun campy performance. Absolutely. Ashley. And I feel like Ashley Tisdale really delivers with that performance too cuz it it could have been slightly comic booky, but I feel like she gave it enough weight underneath the character. And I'm with you. I I don't I don't feel like like it's her movie um, in terms of missed opportunity. I mean, I think uh, you know there's a lot of actors that would argue that's that's such a great role. You yeah. know, that would be the one they want because you know it's one we talk about. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, then they have keep your head in the game. And this is probably one of some of the best choreography, I think, in the movie. Would you yep. agree? And it's get your head in the game, by the way, Rachel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on. Don't you use good grammar with us. <laughs> um, yeah, I I think that that is a good, good song. And it, about the best you could do with a uh, group of of sort of jock types in a musical, I think. Well, absolutely. And that that is a perfect example. So smart of you to bring up because that could have been so cheesy and they really made it organic to the movie. And, you know, again, that goes to Kenny Ortega who did the choreography as well as direction um, that it really worked. And yeah. if that's, that's the problem with some of these high school and or musical movies, high school generic, I mean, is if you don't believe the guy, right? If you don't believe the guy is a basketball player or whatever, then it's just not gonna work. Like even though though we know this oil and vinegar is gonna make the perfect salad dressing at the end, um, we we wanna feel that, that they definitely have solid foots in their camp and this movie did it and yet still was able to, make that great musical number you know that that we hadn't necessarily seen before either right yeah i agree and i like that this focused quite a bit on the dancing and the singing because sometimes the dancing gets kind of edited to shreds and just is not as good as the singing in uh musicals Uh, but uh, this and i have to say kenny ortega's other musicals for disney channel like the descendants movies and stuff like you can fault them, but the dancing is 
is very really great and absolutely awesome. and the way that the cinematography is done with the dancing because sometimes mm -hmm. you can have great dancing in a movie and just the way the camera whether the camera's just sitting there like i it's a big beef of mine with musicals that you know you have to make it cinematic it's not just like you're watching a stage show but you also and i think this is what you were getting at rachel that you don't want it to be like a music video either where it's so many quick cuts that you get yes. whiplash right like it's got to be you're telling a cinematic story how do you do that and i think high school musical just did it so well they made it cool to watch musicals again that's for sure yeah for sure and and it was really at the time i mean it's hard to believe because this year has been like a musical every two weeks but there weren't a lot of musicals in no. 2005 it was no it was rare. really a breakthrough innovative yeah. and quite frankly a semi-risky thing for disney yeah. channel to do it and chicago i mean during that period i feel like we're the the only real like notable right. two musicals. very different audiences yes for those. <laughs> <laughs> but uh then we have them doing a it's hard to believe first with uh Sharpay and Ryan and their relationship is definitely very strange <laughs> what I don't know it's weird like do they really want to be cast as the couple in this movie that would be awkward I would not want to be in leads with my brother that would be so weird <laughs> I don't know if it's a starring role I I did Grease in high school playing one of the T-Birds in the stage musical where the T-Birds had some bigger roles. Uh -huh. And my sister was my girlfriend. Really? And yeah, she was cast as Jan. I was playing Roger the Mooner. And um, yeah, so, you know, it, it made it for worked. some good jokes, but it was fine. Yeah. Well, so then- you know, they want to be stars. So I think that's believable. Yeah. So then Troy and Gabrielle, sing the song a, a little bit slower pitch with Kelsey and Kelsey's like the true star of this movie. I mean, she's in high school and she wrote all these amazing songs and she's uh, like, she's amazing. So I feel like uh, she's the under underdog of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> treated terrible. Like well, all the writers are the true heroes of everything. That's right. <laughs> That's what I say. Yes. And so then they get the callbacks and Sharpay freaks out. And uh, she says, I've already picked out the colors for my dressing room. <laughs> oh, that was funny. And uh, then that's when we get stick to the status quo, which is maybe the best song in the movie. It certainly has the best dancing. It's really good. I love how it just builds and builds and builds and builds. And, and moves the story forward, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just insert song here. Let's take the yeah. story forward. Yeah. And they really and do it with the lyrics. Yeah. And who knew like loving hip hop was such a like secret. You got to keep that a secret. <laughs> I yeah. pop, I pop. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and baking evidently is also something don't no, <laughs> don't acknowledge that you bake. Definitely not. <laughs> Hide that from the world. Uh -huh. But I love it. I think that's a great song. Stick to the status quo and hip hop is my passion and uh and then you know she says suddenly people think that they can do stuff that's not their stuff <laughs> that's bad. um did you ever feel like there's this whole other side of you just waiting to come out sometimes i don't want to be the basketball guy i want to be the guy so that's that's a troy and i like how this high school has like this little menagerie or whatever up on the on the roof i wish my high school had had that yeah that would have been so, fun <laughs> uh very romantic and so we also have ryan and sharpay continues to spy and gabriella and troy and then we get a fight between troy and his dad 
and he says, did you ever think I could be both? <laughs> and uh, it's good. I mean, I really like, it's a good, you know, it's a good message. Like, why, why do we have to put ourselves in these boxes? Yep. So yep. still relevant. And his dad. Uh, and, and then Sharpay says, we need to save our show from people who don't know a Tony award from a Tony Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, and uh, they, they kind of, the, the Scholastic Decathlon and the basketball team join forces to try to basically break up Troy and Gabriella. And they have it streaming, uh, Troy saying that, uh, Gabrielle is not important. I don't want to do the show, blah, 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 blah. And so then of course, Gabrielle is very upset. And, uh, and so Troy apologizes and it's all, and I'm glad they didn't like overplay that and make it too much. Cause that annoys me. Yep. Yep. Yeah. They kept it moving, yeah. which was good. And then we get Troy and Gabriella singing soaring and, and Sharpay and Ryan hear them. And that's when they schedule to, they get Miss Darvis to schedule having the callbacks the night of the big game. Because everything is happening on this night. This class, Cathalon is happening on the night. The big game is happening on the night and the callbacks. And uh, so then uh, we get Sharpay and Ryan singing Bop to the Top, which is a kind of a fun, fun song. <laughs> uh, and basically they figured out that if they're able to stop the game uh by by making the what do they call it the game board uh stop then they can have they can go and they can stop the decathlon by messing up some making a smell uh anyway they can do their audition and and then and still be able to do the game so they this whole whole scheme and they sing soaring again and in, he says to Gabriella, look at me like the first time we sang together and they, they crush it. And not only do they do their audition, but the entire audience for the, the, ever the whole, the whole bleachers are now the audience for the, uh, the audition. So <laughs> funny how that worked out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, were, they were, and, and they win the game. And that's when we get, we're all in this together at the end. So fun. Which is but a great yeah, song too. Yeah, really fun. And I just think they did such a good job of getting really catchy tunes, a very likable cast. And, and I mean that, and that's almost like the plot is almost inconsequential. Like it's fine. It does the job. But what, what's, what's this movie is not about the plot. This movie is about the songs and the cast. <laughs> Well, it's everything working in synergy. And, you know, yeah. speaking of the plot of the plot, yes, it's tried and true, but as you noted earlier, they keep it moving, yeah. you know, they don't get too hung up on something. And, um, even Sharpay, they could have given us a little too much of her, you know, and instead it was just the right mix. Uh, so yeah, no, it was yeah. great. Here is a fun fact. Did Zach Efron sing his singing parts in the original high school musical. He did not. Shocking. Uh, right? Rachel knows. Right? I did. You are correct. I didn't know that, but not for a long time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was um, Drew Seeley who did his singing voice. And of course we love Drew. He's great. 
but uh, yeah, that they did a, they did a pretty good job though. They did. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. it's hard to tell even when, you know, mm-hmm. um, so we got a lot of comments. I asked on our Twitter, what people thought of this one. And I have some responses and our friend, Anne says, it gave me all the feels. And as a Brown girl, I was overjoyed to see Gabriella get the lead guy and not sure pay as a high schooler myself at the time. It felt like my first time seeing that. Um, and ODK Corinne says, as a grown adult, I had a birthday party where I had my friends go to see high school musical three in the theater. When it premiered, it was an excellent birthday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it sounds that. great to me. Yeah. Uh, Cynthia Simmons says, I still need to see it. I just knew my kids wouldn't would watch it with me, but no, a uh, no go so far. Ah, come on, come on, Simmons kids get with it. <laughs> you can watch it without them too. We yes. won't tell. SJH Canada says Sharpay was the real hero. Um, and then Aragorn Aragorn says, I had a high school musical themed birthday party. So that seems to be a theme. Nice. <laughs> yeah. It's a delightful romp. Uh, Tom Cersei says, love it. I think the third one is my favorite. I still have to watch the Sharpay spinoff. Yeah, I haven't seen that actually either. Um, let's see here. Hey, Ray J. Everham says, I've always enjoyed it. In my opinion, the third one is the absolute best plot wise and song wise. That's a hot take. Um, a lot of love it's great. Um, and uh, Tani says, I was in high school when this aired, so it was all the rage for my class as a Bollywood fan. I absolutely love the cheesiness of it. And Michelle Benson says, I think it is a rare, perfect decom movie. Actors, songs, choreography, all on point. So there we go. Lots of great comments. Very positive. Yes. Very positive. So let us know what you think of High School Musical. Do you think it's fun? Do you enjoy it? Do you not Do you like watch it? it? Do, you Do you watch, watch it, it annually? Do you watch it on New Year's? And let us know which of the three was your yeah. favorite. And have you had a High School Musical themed birthday party? <laughs> let us know. That's a good one too. Yeah, yeah. we want to know. And if you did, we want to see a picture. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So Greg, where can people follow you on social media and all that fun stuff? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at my name, Greg McBride, G-R-E-G-G-M-C-B-R-I-D-E. And uh, I would love for you to follow me. I have, I do a lot of animal rescue work, so I can guarantee you cute kittens. And I have, I truly have the cutest dog on the planet. Rachel will back me up on that one and no shade on anyone else's dog. And, uh, yeah. And I have a lot of exciting things happening this year. So join me. Will yeah. Do you? you have an announcement that you wanted? I do. I do. Well, first of all, I have to tell you, Rachel, that that long gestating horror movie looks like it's finally going to go into production this oh, year. Yay. So I, you better rotten tomatoes that well, I will bribe you. <laughs> um, so I'm really excited about that because it's going to be super scary, but also super fun. Um, and they're talking about it as a feature. So I'll keep you posted on that. Great. Working on another Christmas movie. Can't say anything more ah. than that. And then the thing I'm really most excited about, I don't know if my background, but I have a new children's book that is going to be coming out this spring called Byron, the Bee Who Couldn't. And oh. it is illustrated by a mm. wonderful artist and author. She's just one of these genius people. Anna E's Trechtenko, and we are going to be having more uh, info coming out about that. But if you want, you can go to Byron the B, B-I-R-O-N the B.com. 
And it's just a really, really beautiful story that this world needs right now. It's about a little bee who does not want to make honey. And so things Aww. go from there. So a, it, a little bit out of my lane, but something that I'm so excited about. And Rachel, you're always so good to me. And I appreciate you letting me share this stuff. Thank oh, you. I can't wait to read it. You know, my sister writes uh, children's books. Oh, so I didn't know that, that. Yeah, that would be really fun. Megan Wagner Lloyd is her name. And uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, we kind of, as a family, have a little uh, sort of a feel of that world. So that looks really cute. Oh, it's and, such a it's such a genre on unto itself. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's funny. And I've had this story in me for years and years and years. And then Anna Ease and I have been getting to know each other, and she just seemed like the perfect artist to bring it to life. But um, it yeah, children's books, you know, as I'm sure you know, Rachel, are such a universe unto themselves, and maybe the hardest audience as well, yeah. you know, almost mm -hmm. as hard as, as Hallmarkies, yeah. but um, you know, you can't, it's, it's gotta be authentic, you know, it's gotta be really sincere and authentic. So I'm very sure. excited about that. And maybe we'll come back on and Definitely. Uh, tell you a little more about it. We'll give you the, the buzz. That's great. I, honey. I'm excited. Yeah. There's well, lots of good bee puns. So we'll have fun <laughs> with that. Well, you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on that before mentioned uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Yes, I, I love you on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I really do. Yeah, I appreciate that. And uh, make sure you're following the podcast at Homework's Pod and Homework's Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews, five stars. We appreciate it so much. And uh, if you are watching on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group, which we mentioned before with the watch alongs. It's super fun. For January, we're going to be doing a watch along of Unleashing Mr. Darcy with author Terry Wilson. So that one's going to be super fun. Uh, so definitely please check out the Patreon. And then also we have our merch store, which has tons of fun designs and, uh, we appreciate all the support and thanks so much, Greg. I love this. This was so much fun and uh, we will be in touch uh, and have a happy new year. Bye. Yes. Everyone. Happy new year to everyone. And thank you again to you and the whole Hallmarkies family. I just, I love being part of you guys. Thank you. <laughs> love you too. Bye everyone. <laughs>